Welcome back, everybody. I have an amazing show for you guys this week. I know that sounds a little cheesy. Oh, it's amazing. It will be amazing if you guys say it's amazing. It's going to suck if you guys say it sucks. But hey, it's my podcast. I can do what I want. NXT is going to be on USA. AW is going to be on TNT. And SmackDown is going to be on Fox. What does that mean? I'm going to get into it this week. I'm also going to tell you if I think Corey Graves is the best heel commentator in WWE, if Kevin Owens still has a job after he was fired by Shane McMahon, and little bits and pieces of the independent wrestling scene thrown in, all in this week's Welcome to Don't Lie, You Watch Pro Wrestling. Well, let's see, what's in the news recently with wrestling? I honestly like it better when a podcast, when you just kind of jump in and listen to a conversation... I just feel like it goes a lot better than when you give this long, drawn-out introduction. And when you start saying, okay, hey, you know, I'm going to talk about this, then I'm going to talk about this, then I'm going to talk about this. I like conversational podcasts. One of my favorite podcasts out, I'm going to mention it, and then I'll never mention it again, is the Midhand Podcast, the Kirk Midhan Show. And it's a, it's a Boston-based radio show uh, podcast, uh, Kirk Midhan's main focus. And he just, he basically talks to, you know, he talks to his uh, co-workers, uh, Blind Mike, Steve Robbins, and he talks to guys. And it's it's great because he just shoots the shit for an hour and a half, two hours sometimes. And I, and I, I like the podcast for that reason. I don't like ones where you just basically are very monotonous and, you know, they, they, they sound like they're having fun, but they also sound like they're on a planned schedule of where the conversation is going to go or where they want it. I like to hear guys that just can that you could kind of tell they're doing what I'm doing right now. They're sitting back in their chair in front of a computer screen, just talking to a microphone, talking about whatever it is that they like to talk about. For me, that's pro wrestling. And, you know, I don't really watch a lot of television. I watch Netflix and I don't really watch a lot of cable television. One of the cable networks is Fox, and pretty soon we're going to have a big wrestling organization on Fox, as well as on TNT for another, but I'll get to that in a little bit. WWE is going to be on Fox starting October 4th, and it's going to be on Friday, so we're going to get Friday Night Smackdown back. And I'm just kind of wondering where, what does it mean for mainstream media? You know, you have this demographic now that goes more, to- more towards, you know, podcasts instead of radio. Uh, Netflix and streaming instead of cable television and people can say it's because of the cost of cable or the cost of I mean in rate in radio is different because I don't think it's cost I just think you know people would rather turn on Spotify or another app to just listen to whatever music they want whereas I mean like I listen to the radio on the way to work because it take it's a five minute drive it's a lot it's a lot easier to do that than it is to get in the car turn my phone on find a podcast, play it, and then five minutes later, I mean, I'm not only getting five minutes, whereas maybe it's basically background noise, honestly, because nine times out of ten, it's the same music, and by the time I get to work, I'm not even thinking about what's on the radio. I'm thinking about what's what I'm going to be doing. Cable, TV, I think is a different story, but it's also a little bit of the same. Um, I'll give you an example. When I come home on a Monday from work, it's about 5.30, and I know Raw's on it. So I kind of, you know, I get my daughter ready and I get my dog taken out and I, you know, stack it and supper ready and all that. And TV's on, but I'm not really watching it. And my daughter watches like, you know, my daughter watches Paw Patrol and things like that. And that's on, but that's on for her because she's actually actively watching the television. So when I go sit down and, you know, I say I have my food and I'm ready to watch TV, I'm not watching TV. I'm watching, I'm going to, I'm turning on Netflix or I'm turning on you know, maybe nine times out of ten to Netflix. Maybe if there's a football game on, I'll watch that. 
but it's usually Netflix or some kind of, or maybe I'm watching, maybe I'm not even watching, maybe I'm just on my phone and the television's on and I have no no recollection of what's on TV. It's it's kind of great. Um, and that's been my kind of the manner I watch TV. So with that in mind, and I mean, I, I figure I'm an average citizen. I would say that mainstream TV is kind of going out the window because I feel like a lot of people do the same thing. People just aren't home enough to watch television. And if they are, they're watching what they want to watch. And I don't think it's, oh, hey, I got to get home and watch this at 7 o'clock on this, you know, unless it's wrestling based. But I feel like even in my case, a lot of the times I'll record Raw and I'll watch it. You know, if I can't watch it live, I'll watch it a couple days later. Or, and this is just me being honest, if I don't watch Raw, it's not because I didn't want to. It's because I have a bunch of things going on at the time. Netflix is easy because I can play whatever I want to watch right there. With television, unless it's something recorded like Raw, I can't. But then I also have to give myself three hours to watch the product. And that's where it kind of comes back with where if you're a WWE, you need to be on your A game, in my opinion, because I don't want to sit there and watch three hours of television that I'm going to go at the end of the night and go, man, that stunk. I should have gone to bed. If it's great, it's awesome. Like, that's great for me. If, if it's great, then I just spent three hours and I know it was a risk I took purposely and it was it was it ended up working out. But if it just isn't good, then I kind of feel like disgusted. And then it makes me the next week not want to watch it. But I think that's a di- I think with pro wrestling, it's going to make this is why I feel like it's going in the right direction where nine times out of ten now, I think when I turn on wrestling, you know, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, whichever one, I think it's going to make me really want to watch. But that's just my thing. And it kind of lends itself that Fox, when they purchase WWE, they must have some idea of the crowd because I don't think they would have invested so highly in WWE. If they didn't think the WWE was going to bring um, the audience with the audience to cable, if they said, "Hey, look, you know, WWE, you have most of your product on USA at this point, but you have a lot of product on the WWE, the WWE network," and if I'm Fox, I basically see the WWE network as a competitor, as something I don't really want to endorse, because if I say, "Hey, I watch Netflix more than I watch TV," but with Fox, I feel like when they bought you know, when they bought WWE, um, when they, you know, signed the deal to have them on Fox television, I feel like they had some kind of, they must have had some kind of report or, or prediction or projection that, you know, kind of made it stand by its, stand by its decision to, you know, acquire their rights on, on television. And with the way they're promoting it, I do think it's going to be great. But I just wonder if a year from now, if they're basically biting, if they're shooting themselves, if they're, you know, kind of going, oh, oh, shucks, that sucked. I shouldn't have done that. We should have just stayed with our television. We should have never gone in the WWE route. Or do they say, or does it, you know, does it make it worth it for them? I don't know. The way they're pushing some guys and, and girls on this, on the show now, with it being on USA Network, is is interesting because I feel like they have their what they want to do. I feel like, and you know, everything's changing now with the way that they're demographic and way, the way that they're pushing people. Guys that a year ago, two years ago, were getting nothing, and you just assume would be, you know, fodder for the big guys, are getting that push and getting real, you know, high quality 
backers behind the scenes. You know, I was just reading something a couple, you know, probably 10, 15 minutes ago. Kevin Dunn was really high on Ali and Elias and that a lot of people behind the stage, behind the scenes want to work with those two. And if you look at, you know, a couple of years ago, Ali, an undersized guy and Elias, who was, you know, the drifter on NXT, but was very, was in that Mojo Raleigh category where they were, they were basically, you know, bottom of the ranks, always jobbing to people, always just kind of, always losing. And you didn't see them going well. And now you have, you know, you look at it, you had Elias and I believe it's, you know, Elias and, uh, ooh, I'm, I'm blanking on this now. Elias and Gable? No, Elias couldn't go. I'm sorry. So he's gone from where he was to one of these guys that is one of the biggest names, or not one of the biggest names, but one of the highly touted wrestlers behind the scenes. Back to my be- my bigger point. So WWE's on Fox starting beginning of October. And what does this mean for the lower name guys, like I was just mentioning, to as far as if they're making a big name or a big push? Because I, I'm going to go off this. I'm going to use an example, and it's going to be um, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch has been having a great year, amazing. Becky Mania starts, Becky Two Belts ends, uh, starts up at WrestleMania, and she kind of got a lull, but now she's on the ESPN. She does the Sports Center commercials. It's amazing. Good job for her. But when SmackDown comes to uh, Fox, I would assume that she's going to be on SmackDown because she has all this mainstream publicity now. She's in the media. She's on ESPN. People know what her name is. People know who she is. You can argue that uh, Charlotte has Charlotte has the last name Flair, but you could argue that Becky is probably more well-known than, than Charlotte at this point just from wrestling. If I say who's Charlotte Flair, you're probably going to say, oh, that's Ric Flair's daughter because of the last name. And then you you know the hardcore wrestling fans will say, oh no, she's a, you know one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time, and she's only however old she is right now. But Becky, you're gonna know because either you saw the commercials, either you know that she's on the cover of the new the thing, you saw the WWE 2K20 uh, commercial, or you just know her what's going on with her, and you take that. So now that's on that's on Fox. So if you're starting, if you're a USA and you know you're losing this. And you know you're losing SmackDown in October. A, why wouldn't you want? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you say, "Hey, WWE, you know, you know, you work. We still have you. We still have Raw. And if you're taking our, you know, your biggest women's competitor at this point, Becky, and you're putting her on SmackDown, which again, I don't know if they're actually going to do. But if you take her and put her on SmackDown, what are we going to have on Raw? Because I don't really want to be that. Network that says, hey, we're going to get all the scraps. You're going to take all the good people. You're going to take all the, you know, everybody the media would know and everybody that's going to draw fans in. You're going to take them to SmackDown. What are you going to have on Raw? And I think that's something that maybe behind the scenes they do know how they're going to handle it. But I'm not really that. I'm just kind of worried about that situation because I think you're going to end up where, you know, when Raw was the number one show and Raw, you can make the case it's still the number one show. But I think, but Raw's been on USA Network for a long time. At no point during that did Fox ever say, "Hey, let's buy Raw." Maybe, maybe they did, but I just kind of wonder why that. Why? Why is that the case? Why? And now SmackDown's going to be on Fox with this big TV deal. They're pushing it like crazy. You assume that you know guys like Brock, Ronda are going to be involved on SmackDown. You have to assume that Cena is going to make a comeback at some point and be on SmackDown because they're going to want to push this big product to make Fox executives go, hey, 
you know, this is worth your money. You, This was a good idea. And again, like I was saying a couple minutes ago, if, if Fox wants the bail in a year because you guys aren't doing that good, that's a huge blow to WWE. So if I'm WWE, I'm also saying, hey, I got to put the big guys on SmackDown because, you know, I, it's basically the same. But I think with with but with USA and Fox, I would say right now, for the longest time, USA had both. So they didn't have to worry if they pushed these superstars too much or those superstars. But now that it's going to be split, and I definitely think the draft is going to split hard split on these superstars. Whoever's on Raw will not be on SmackDown. And whoever's on SmackDown is not going to be on Raw. And I think that's the way it should be. If if Becky Lynch is on SmackDown, yeah, I would love her to... If I'm USA Network, I would love for her to be on USA Network to kind of split the popularity. But if I'm Fox, I'm saying, uh-uh, hell no. I'm treating this like Ring of Honor, TNA, WWE. If you're on Ring of Honor, you're not going to be on TNA. If you're on TNA, you're not going to be on WWE because we don't share. And that's the way I would like to see it with the networks. But again, how does what does this do for the lower name wrestlers, the small, you know, what does it do for wrestlers that deserve a push? What does it do for wrestlers that, you know, had a push and are now kind of getting low to the ground, you know, getting low to the bottom of the barrel kind of thing? And again, I'm going to say examples. This doesn't mean that they're horrible wrestlers. This doesn't mean that they're bad. This just, I'm just saying what examples that are in my opinion. So if you take a guy like... Bobby Roode, he's getting a big push now. Will probably be the tag champs tomorrow with Dolph Ziggler. But Bobby Roode, for a while there, had been just no. I mean, when he made his when he made the main roster debut, he was kind of like he had some big matches, and then he just sunk to the bottom. I'm basic. If you're lower, I'm basically saying if you're chasing the 24/7 title around, you're not. You're where I'm. You're you're the names I'm talking about when I say lower name wrestlers, and the higher name wrestlers are the ones. You know, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, those guys, title contenders that you can see in the main event and not question. So if you're a guy like Bobby Roode and you're set to get this big push with the tag the tag belts, what does that do when Smack when SmackDown's on Fox and USA Network has Raw? You're, that big push better mean, hey, now I'm going to be... Because now you got guys that aren't going to do double duty. So if you have AJ on Raw, AJ's going to be on Raw. He's going to be in the top. If you have Becky on SmackDown, Becky's going to be on top. So if you're if Becky's on SmackDown and you're a woman and you're Mandy Rose and she ends up on Raw, you have a clear shot to the top because Becky's not there. And now even if it's Charlotte or Bailey, you have a way to get to the top without. You know, whoever's on SmackDown, that's those those people are not in your way anymore. Whereas right now you kind of are because Becky's going both in on both rosters. Same thing with Bailey. You know, you don't have to deal with that. So I would say that it means more now than ever to have if you have a push to really make the best out of that push. And if you're a lower name wrestler, I would say. If you're a guy that's chasing the 24/7 title around, you're still gonna get the TV time because they, you know, that title has such good media, you know, such good click rates, and it, it's so great with the fans. But I would say if you're not even following those guys around, it's gonna stink because Fox is gonna want to get big ratings, Raw's gonna want to get big ratings to go against what Fox is getting with SmackDown, so they're gonna want the best of the best on any show. So if you're a guy like Kurt Hawkins and you don't have anything going on and you are on are sparingly on Raw because they need a segment because you know they have this whole roster, 
now you're going to get even less. And I think it's going to be bad for them. But I also think it's going to be good because it's going to build some bigger names. I think uh, Braun Strowman's going to get a big push once once the split goes through. And if I, I personally think he's going to be on Raw. I don't think he'll make the switch to SmackDown. But I think he's going to be on Raw. And I think he'll finally get the title, a title run at least. I think Bray Wyatt's. This is huge for Bray because the Fiend makes. If the Fiend is in the title picture, which they basically are saying he's going to be, I think that's going to be huge. But I, some of these guys, I just think this is the time for them because Fox is going to want to make a splash. USA is going to make a splash. They're competitors. They both have a piece of WWE. They're going to want their portion, just like WWE always wanted Raw and SmackDown kind of go up against each other, but they could never get it to work because they were all in the same roster i think now it's going to be even better because you're going to get usa network and fox trying to go up against each other their rosters are going to be completely split in my opinion and they're not going to want to have any share you're not going to see brock on both shows you're not going to see cena you're not going to see ronda you're not going to see taker on both shows whichever they show up on i think it, that's going to be their show for the for a while guys like taker if he makes a comeback Taker will come up on SmackDown, be on SmackDown for a couple weeks, and then he'll go away. And then if he does make his return, it'll be six months later, and then that will be on Raw straight through. The commentary, um, from what I'm hearing, I guess Cole's going to SmackDown, and Vic Joseph will be on Raw taking Cole's place. I think that basic that goes back to what I was saying with it's, they're really pushing SmackDown, and Raw has been on USA Network for how you know plus 20 plus years smackdown needs the big you know jolt in the arm to get the fox their ratings i think cole is the best person to do that um my my mvp honestly for commentary is Corey graves i think he does the best with the you know with just the little comments he makes he takes the jerry lawler character to a new degree because i mean if you look at commentators over the years that were you know basically played the heel you know Jerry the King Lawler started off really strong with that idea. And then JBL kind of went and made it a little bit better. I think Corey Graves is getting to be one of the best heel commentators that I've ever seen. I just think he does such a good good job. He knows the business just like just like a wrestler would because he is a wrestler at heart. And I, I think he's going to be the key. So whatever show, I think, I mean, if I don't know this, if Corey Graves ends up on one of them, if they do completely split split, which I actually think I was reading that they wanted to go back to a two person um, uh, commentary, a two person booth, and I think that would be great because I think three three names, I th- I feel like three people in the booth just doesn't do two. It does a lot more than it does more more hurt than it does good because I think you have three people trying to talk. A lot of the times, there's always that one person that's talking most you know cold does a lot of talking then graves doesn't and then renee kind of pitches in her two cents every once in a while and then you get some banter between cole and renee i would love to see and i think it'd be a great show would be if renee and Corey were on one and cole and you know michael cole and byron saxon were on the other or maybe maybe not cole and saxon because i think those are two great those are two faces i you know whoever i'd put cole with somebody on smackdown uh, on smackdown and it would be maybe a bigger name to start off. You know, I could see them doing maybe bringing JBL back and doing Cole and JBL on SmackDown and Raw have uh, Corey Graves and Renee Young. And that way you, you still get the greatness of Corey Graves. You give Renee Young that big push and you have Cole put, you know, Cole, the more experienced announcer 
on SmackDown to really kind of give Fox the the break with the show. Kind of, I mean, I believe this all ends up with Raw becoming the second show at some point. And I don't think USA Network's going to like that. But I think somewhere deep in the halls of WWE, I think there was a discussion that they said, hey, well, Fox, you know, Fox is spending this money. It's a big deal. And Raw is going to have to take a back seat for a little bit. But I think they made up for it with the NXT to USA thing, which I'll talk about in a bit. But I think it's just one of those where Raw has to kind of can let SmackDown do the heavy lifting for a little bit and let Raw kind of develop. And maybe Raw chasing SmackDown from behind is what is exactly what they need. You know, it's been a long time since Raw has been the second show. It's never been that second show. SmackDown has always been the second show. And I just think now maybe Raw can develop and just get better. But I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm excited about WWE going to Fox. Because if you look at it, I think the mainstream, like I was talking about a while back, mainstream media and it being on, you know, WWE being on Fox is huge because I think it's going to force them to do things they'd never did before. I think they got in such a creative rut with USA because they knew every week they'll be back on USA. Every week they'll be coming back. There were times there. I mean, the Attitude Era was great for USA, and the Ruthless Aggression Era was great. But I feel like there was probably times where WWE worried but didn't really worry about losing USA Network. Because I think it's just been one of those. It's one of these things. And for a real-life example, I would say if you go to a if you go to your favorite donut shop and every single week you go and get the exact same thing and it's great. Even if there's weeks where it sucks, you're going to keep coming back because now you've developed a habit around it. You know, maybe it's on the way to your work and you just do the exact same thing and you're going to go and, and knowing that any any day you could switch and go to a different place, but you're not going to because it's it's convenient. It becomes convenient to you. Same thing with a store. If you always go to the CVS pharmacy down the street, Yes, you could go to Walgreens or Rite Aid, but if it's on the way to your house or if it's on the way or if it's more convenient for you to do this, it's going to take a gigantic mess up to get you to go someplace else. Because it's, you know, like I like for me example, I'm close the the closest convenience store right up the up the street from me is a mobile gas station. Yes, there are times where I have to go get milk and I'll get it from that mobile gas station. Is it easier or it's probably cheaper for me to go to walmart or you know it's probably better if i go to another place but it's right up the street the convenience is great even if that if i go in and it's expensive or whatever it's convenience and i think that's what it is usa usa has known that it's convenient like you know hey wb has been on my been on the program for been on the network for how many you know 20 years they're kind of like you know they're consistent They've always been on. They, we never have to worry about them kind of going off script. They do a solid rating for them. Even when it stinks, they kind of do decent. But I think that's kind of what it is. Fox getting SmackDown, this is the new one. Because now I think you're going to get bigger names. You know, if you're watching, uh, if you watch Fox all the time, maybe you watch a lot of sitcoms that are on Fox. And all of a sudden, you tune in on a Friday night. And you're trying to catch Last Man Standing, or you're trying to watch Swatch one of the sitcoms you're used to watching, or if you're Friday night, oh hey, you know what? Let me just peruse through the channels. Sometimes you don't get as high as where the USA Network is at 35, but if you're you know in those low low teens, you turn on Fox, maybe you watch SmackDown, maybe it's on for a little bit, and you catch more, and they they catch more viewers, and I think it's I think it's great. Um, do I think it'll be for the long haul? Probably not. I don't think. 
whatever deal they have, if it's a two-year deal, three-year deal, I don't think they get through the whole three years. I think at some point, and maybe it won't be, I think at some point, USA Network either reacquires SmackDown or I think maybe you go a different, maybe they go a different route or maybe if they don't go all in, no pun intended, if they don't go all in and just say, hey, either we get all these big stars or we're out, then then they won't be on Fox for long. I think at some point they're going to say, well, SmackDown's our big show. We're going to have all the big stars on SmackDown. Raw's going to be on Monday, and it's going to be where we kind of develop. We're, we're, you know, the big, they're basically, I think, going to make Bra. I don't know. I, I don't want to go down that road. I was going to say I think they'll make Raw into like what NXT used to be, and NXT will be what Raw is. The question that I wanted to raise before this, I end this Fox deal would be, do you think, does anybody out there think that Fox knew about the AEW TNT deal? Or WWE knew about that? Because I was wondering, because it just seemed funny that within a couple of months, or within a month, that WWE, that SmackDown will be on Fox and AEW will be on TNT. And I just think that's convenient that that happened because do you think, and again, it kind of goes back to, do you think that AEW, if they had never started up, WWE would have been on Fox? Possibly, but I don't think it would have been as ramped up as they thought. I think it may, may, may have been a trial run. And then you kind of, and again, it all depends on how you think this show is going to go. If you think the show is going to suck, then, and it turns out to be great, then that's good for you. But if you don't think it's, if you think it's going to be great and then it sucks, well, that is the problem. Because that is, if you, basically, if you watch, and again, I'm going to go the same route. Because if you watch Raw and you watch SmackDown every single week. And say Raw stinks, like we were talking before. If Raw sucks, then the next week you probably still watch Raw with the idea of, oh, well, last week sucked, so maybe this week it's better. I don't go the same way. I kind of say, well, Raw sucked last week, so this week I'm going to read what happened. I'm not going to watch, or I'm going to like tune in a little bit just to kind of see how it goes. Because I don't want to waste six hours. Because I've watched pay-per-views, I've watched shows where I've just been so annoyed at what's going on. And I know people will say, oh, bad press is, is is still press. Or bad, if you're watching and you say it sucks, you're still watching. I don't think that's the best way to treat your fans. If I go to the store and spend $500 on an iPad and it sucks, I still spent $500 on an iPad. Yes, technically, Apple still got my money. But I'm pissed off because my iPad freaking sucked. That's not the way I feel because I do have an iPad and it's awesome. But that's the way I feel. And that's the same way I treat WWE. If I watch WWE, you know, if I watch Class of Champions and I'm going in and I'm so excited about it and it stinks, I'm going to be furious. And it's going to make me less likely to watch the next pay-per-view because I'm going to go, well, the last one stunk and they don't do anything that I think would be better for the product. So why would I even bother? Like, why am I going to keep watching this? It's the reason, I mean, I have the WWE Network right now, but I don't want to, you know, this, this week's where I've gotten rid of it before, not because I'm, not because I'm cheap. But more because I'm like, you know, why am I going to spend this? Because the other thing is, I think the archive with WWE Network really screws fans. Because what the, what happens is you watch, you know, you have all these old shows that 
you have all these old pay-per-views and you're like, man, this is awesome. This was the heyday. And then you tune, you turn on Clash of Champions and they have this horrible show with like an, a no finish at the end and stuff like this. And it goes, man, like they never did this back in the day. It's literally watching. It, it's almost like if you had a, it, it's almost like if you took video of when you ate amazing foods or you have these memories of when you had the best pizza in the world and then you just eat a pizza now and it sucked. Well, not only did it suck, but I just remembered the best pizza I had. So if I'm watching the Attitude Era when I'm going, this is the best wrestling I ever watched, and I'm watching a Monday Night Raw where you know Elias fights so-and-so and it's a horrible match and they just have no chemistry whatsoever, I'm now annoyed because I just watched wrestling from the same company from years ago that was amazing. And it just it it gets me annoyed with the network, but do I think that will happen with WWE and AEW once AEW comes back on, which is October fourth, two thousand nineteen, and it's awesome that a day before I think it's I'm checking the calendar right now, but I do believe October second is when Smack is when I be, is when AEW starts up on TNT. October fourth is when SmackDown. Two days away, so you're gonna watch Raw on Monday, September thirtieth. And you're going to go, ah, that was okay, but I'm excited for AEW. You're going to watch AEW, and maybe you're going to go, ah, that was awesome. And you're going to have that taste in your mouth when you watch SmackDown. And I think that's genius because now, and that's where I think the NXT thing is going to be really key. Because now it's going to, you're going to have this amazing, you know, if AEW turns out to be as amazing as I think it's going to be, SmackDown's going to have to be that much better. Because if you watch it on Wednesday and it's amazing, you have this high barometer for how you want your next show to play out, and SmackDown has to live up to the hype. For now, you have Raw and SmackDown, so if Raw sucks, then SmackDown's great. You, It's great by comparison. If Raw is amazing, you're going to hold SmackDown to a great... But it's still it's the same set of superstars, so it's not bad. When that happens, I think you're going to... It's really going to be divided because you're going to have Raw on Monday, and if that stinks, you're going to watch AEW on Wednesday... And if that's great, then SmackDown has really an uphill battle. But if AEW stinks on Wednesday, you're going to have SmackDown on Friday. So if that's the best show, you're going to be like, oh, this is awesome. And then when you watch Raw again, it's going to hold that up to a high, higher standard. So I think they're each going to have to keep each other in the loop. and they're, Or they're each going to have to keep each other honest as far as when shows are great. You're not going to be able to say, if WWE is going to have a, a legitimate chance, I think WWE is going to have a legitimate chance to to basically stay on top. Like, I don't think it's going to be AEW is going to just trounce it because you're going to have two shots and three with NXT, but you're going to have two, three, three shots to go against AEW because AEW is one show. You got three shows you need to, and people are going to say, well, you got seven hours of television versus two hours of AEW. Yes, but it's, it's not because I'm going to treat them each as individual shows. At the end of the week, when I'm watching Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, I'm going to go, well, the best show this week was NXT. The worst show was SmackDown. I'm not going to go, well, the best show was NXT, was WWE. The worst show was AEW. No. Even though NXT is produced by WWE, they're three individual programs. That's the way I'm going to treat them going forward. I mean, do I think – well. Let's just. I'm gonna go back on another one. So let's see. What superstars should be pushed immediately in my eyes for all the shows? So WWE, 
I would say they're going to push the fiend, the fiend big. I think AJ is always going to be there. I would love to see LeBron get his comeuppance and finally get a title reign after teasing him for so long. I think Seth. I think Seth is better in the mid card. I think he and Miz are basically they could. They're both main event caliber wrestlers. Don't get me wrong, but I think they're both really good in that idea of pushing secondary belts. So if you had Seth with the United States title, I mean, a Seth Shinsuke feud would be amazing. And I think those guys you could use to push if you want to give Bobby Roode the real, the you know, if you want to give Bobby Roode a real push, if you want to give uh, Elias a real push, same thing with guys like um, Ali versus Seth Rollins, the IC title or the US title would be great. And then it catapults. And then I'm not saying guys like Seth shouldn't be in the main event picture. I'm just saying those guys I think would be better to, you know, kind of get the secondary title going strong. Um, I think Braun is going to be pushed hard when Fox goes. I think Braun and Bray are going to be your biggest push superstars. And I think you're going to see a lot of guys that are pushed that haven't gotten pushed before. I think you're going to see, I was, I was reading this with Cedric Alexander that they really want to push him hard and it's gonna be a slow push and i think that's great i think daniel bryan's still gonna be relevant and this this guy's i'm gonna miss because i don't have a sheet of guys in front of me but um i think finn balor when he comes back they're gonna kind of they're gonna need to do him right a little and there's gonna be guys that are big name superstars that i think are just gonna kind of slide away like dolph ziggler i think he he'll do the little slide down um aw wise i think you're gonna have to right off the bat you're going to have to kind of build Kenny Omega up more. Um, he's really, I, I think it's probably because of been because of his behind the scenes work that he's been doing. I think you just need to kind of give Kenny Omega a winning streak and you need to build him up. And maybe by WrestleMania season, I'm assuming, I'm assuming they're going to have some kind of show around WrestleMania season. And by that time, maybe you have him high enough where, you know, you could really put a good main event title feud with Kenny Omega and, you know, if it's Jericho, if it's Hangman Page, I would love to see Kenny Omega go heel. I think it'd be great for wrestling. I think it'd be great for him. I think his kind of happy-go-lucky, like, tweener-style wrestling character is kind of overplayed. I think his best times with New Japan was when he was with the Bullet Club and he was the leader and he played that, like, cocky heel. And I think it was great for wrestling. I think he needs to be pushed big time. Um, obviously Cody, I don't think will get a push, but I think Cody will always be kind of lingering there because he's one of the same thing with the bucks. Um, as far as the no name guys, I would love for them to get a big push behind MJF and hey, nope, not going to say hangman page. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to think of AEW guys. I would love to see them give a huge push to Luchasaurus because jungle boy is great, but Luchasaurus is the star of that show. Of, of that tag team. Uh, the pop he got with his hot tag during that six-man tag at All Out was amazing. The guy can freaking go. He's a, he's a I think he's almost seven feet tall if he's not seven feet tall. He is athletic. He can do all the kip-ups. He can do all the... He is amazing. The only thing we haven't seen yet is what his promo abilities are like. And I know I've listened to his... Po- I listened to him on a podcast before. He can talk. He's really articulate. I believe he has a master's degree, which, you know, who's used that line before? But I, I would love to see him get a huge push. I don't really care to see big pushes from like Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc because and Joey Janela because I think those are they're hardcore wrestlers and I just I don't think hardcore wrestlers really deserve the big push. I mean you look at like WWE in the day when Dean Ambrose was a, I mean Dean Ambrose was a somewhat hardcore wrestler. 
but whenever he was pushed, he was part of the shield. When he got his big push, he really got away from that. Um, Mankind was the other hardcore guy that they had, but when he got his big push, it wasn't... I mean, they, they didn't really do a lot of hardcore matches with him when he was the champ. He had like the one big title reign, and that was it. And But he basically made his name be, without all the titles, without all... He still had big feuds, but he didn't do it. He wasn't he wasn't like a multi-tam champion. Um, I I think those are the guys. If again, like I said, the big face I'd push would be Luchasaurus. The big heel I'd push would be with AEW would be MJF. WWE, the big face I would push would be either AJ or Braun. The big heel I would push would be the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, NXT, big heel I would push right off the bat Adam Cole. The big face I would push. People are gonna want to say Matt Riddle. I just don't. I don't see it. Um, Kushida, another one. He, I think he just made his his uh, debut on 205 Live. I, I just NXT. I would, I would say the biggest push you're gonna see for an NXT guy that I would love to see them push would be maybe maybe the old ACH or uh, or Matt Garza. One of those two. It, they're they're great guys. They can they can go. Um, Garza, I think the pro mobility needs some work and ACH, I think has all the fans in, his, in the palm of his hand anyway. So we'll see where that goes. Kind of goes to my next topic, which is NXT on USA. I think it's huge. I think that is the best thing that could happen in NXT, but I'm also wicked cautious because before the problem you had was that it was on the, it was on the network. So it was their bit bread and butter to have it on the network because it was one of the only reasons. If you if your favorite wrestler was on NXT, you had to buy the network. So it was their built-in way to get people to buy that buy it. And I think now it's on USA. Now you don't have to because now if you want to watch them, you don't have to spend that money on the network. So they have to. That's where these other programs. That's where Evolve and Chikara and Sam LL is going to be big for them because they're going to need. They're gonna want basically what they're gonna want you to do is they're gonna want you to watch Evolve on the network, and they're, or they're gonna watch you say this CMLL library. So say you watch someone on that on that card, and you go, man, this is awesome. I want to watch them now. And say they're still watching CMLL, and then say that same superstar because they they can track this. They can track to see what matches are watched the most on the network. It, it's something I don't think they do because. I mean, if they did, then I think a lot of people would see, oh, wow, people are watch- really watching a lot of these matches, and nobody watched the Baron Corbin matches. Oh, maybe we shouldn't push this guy, whatever. I think what they're going to see is they're going to say, oh, well, say, um, I'm, I'm going to take any random superstar. Let's see. So, CMLL, uh, I'm going to take, let's just say Mystico. Okay, so we'll take Mystico. So, say CML Library is on the network, and you're watching, and you keep watching, and you watch Mystico in a match, and he's great, and he's awesome. And you keep watching mystical matches. Well, at some point, they're gonna they're gonna hey let's scout these guys and maybe they'll sign Mystico. So now they've gotten you from the independent scene now to the main card. So now you're buy you're watching re- wrestling shows and you're buying WWE Network to st- watch this guy. But then when he makes the jump, you're watching it on the main card as well. And now it's just a way to kind of build your audience to watch guys that you they want to watch on the main card. That they started watching on the network before. If you're watching, you know, Baron Corbin on on the the network, well, yeah, you could watch him on the network, but then he ends up on your main card, and you, but you you already had the network. But if if NXT, which is the big reason why you're watching, is on USA, you don't have to watch the network. 
But if you're a fan of this Mystico or CMLL or one of the Evolve guys, now you actually can watch them without watching it on the computer, without watching it on. You could just watch it on the on the WWE Network. So I think it's gonna be big for them. But I think USA getting NXT is a big reason why Fox got SmackDown, because or why USA wasn't that pissed, or why it wasn't that angry, or why it didn't go higher than Fox. Because I think they said, well, if we're gonna NXT, then that's kind of a coup because NXT has and will be for at least the next i mean there's a reason why it's going up against uh aew on Sm- on wednesdays because i think that's their best show the best wrestlers are on are on, AEW, are on nxt the you know the best i can't even say storylines but the best wrestling matches are on provided on nxt storylines can go you can love them or leave them but you know you've consistently had i think the past three years and i'll have to double check this past three years you probably had at least one match to get at match of the year candidate come from nxt usually you know you look at the gargano champa matches you look at like the diy matches you look at you know the shinsuke Sami Zayn match from years ago ko started on nxt same with joe it's it's great and it's a big thing for them and i think that's where they're really because now that you're gonna be able to push you know the undisputed era versus the young bucks not wrestling each other, but you're going to have, you know, you'll probably have a Wednesday night where you could say, hey, the main event for NXT is Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle. And on AEW, it's Cody Rhodes versus Chris Jericho. Great matches all around. It's, you know, it's great. Whereas you're not going to have this issue where, because I think if they had put Raw up against AEW on Wednesdays, I mean, they would never, they'd never move Raw. Let's go SmackDown. If they put SmackDown up against AEW, I think it's going to rob them of storylines because then you would be there'd be one storyline that you would want to push every single week to have a main show. So what they would do, and we both know this, everybody that everyone that listens to this is going to go, well, they're going to have Roman Reigns in the title in the main event, or they're going to have AJ Styles, and that's great. It'd be awesome to see AJ Styles in the main event every single week, but it also takes away from the rest of the superstars. Because I think a big reason why they what a big reason why they they what they can use to succeed is they need to take chances and they need to you know when you had the women compete in the main event at WrestleMania I think it was huge because it said we're gonna take the main event and use it with women and you know we know that we could easily have put Roman Taker Triple H one of the big names in this match and got and really push it over we're gonna use it on the women. You know, say some weeks they have tag team wrestling in the title in the in the main event. That's where you you know you you really push the tag team division for that. If you have Elias in the main event against you know Gable, it pushes those two because of the main event. They don't they use the main event to put guys over to kind of give you a bigger a, a better difference. But I think if AEW was on Wednesday, uh, AEW is on Wednesdays. I think if SmackDown was on Wednesdays, they would feel like they couldn't make that that decision they feel like they'd have to put oh uh, oh braun you're gonna go again the main event oh you're gonna aj you're out there again for the main event spot and it gets back to that old school wrestling mentality of hey the undercard is this you know you're start the show this guy's always going to be in the main event because this guy sells tickets i think in AEW you have 12 guys that could do that so the main event picture can be that can is going to change i think wwe would be too stubborn to not make that decision one of the names I'm, I'm circling here right now is Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens, you know, as, if you watch SmackDown, Kevin Owens got fired from by Shane McMahon, and this kind of lends itself to the credence that WWE will finally go after 
will finally make Kevin Owens a member of NXT because I think it, and you know, and again, I'm going to give credit to someone that's not on the podcast, my buddy Mark. He was telling me that he thinks Kevin Owens should be on in, in the Undisputed Era. And I was just having this conversation with him recently where we were saying, you know, oh, Kevin, KO on Undisputed Era should take the place of Roddy Strong because then you have a guy that can really talk, a guy that can really go, and a really great tag team. And you have them take over, and I would it would be amazing, and they'll never do it, but it would be amazing if on that first Wednesday, if they're if they made a if they made a pun, if if uh, KO was on with came out with Adam Cole and Undefeated, and they said, oh, we're the elite ones, so thank you for watching, or something like that, or basically made it like a you know a little sly and just made got the competition going. I mean, when has com- competition ever ruined? The competitors. I, I don't think so. I think it's always been great because it pushes you to be better than the other competitor. And I, I love competition. I think this is great for them. So Kevin Owens, I think he... Do I think he'll be the face of NXT? No. Do I think he'll kind of be a great push for them? Because I think if you're if you're a big Kevin Owens fan and you're a main roster guy and you watch KO all the time, now you're going to watch NXT. And I think he'd be he would get a lot out of... You know, um, I think he'd get a lot out of Matt Riddle. I think he'd get a lot out of Keith Lee, and I think him and him and uh, Adam Cole would be great feud. And then I think that could lead to him the eventual heel turn once you have one of those other guys built up as your top face. But I'll probably leave it there for now. The NXT division is going to be great for WB going forward, and AEW is going to be great when they start live on TNT on October 3rd. It's a Wednesday. It's going to be awesome. And who's going to show up? You know, there's talk of CM Punk showing up. Well, there's been talk of CM Punk showing up for the longest time in AEW history. And this is actually what we're going to cover next week on the podcast. It's going to be all things CM Punk, what I think about his decision when he left, what I think about him now. He has been, will be probably for a while, my favorite wrestler of all time. Him and Steve Austin are basically one, two, and AJ's three. Um, I'm going to get into what I thought when he left. I'm going to think of, I'm going to tell you what I thought of the rumors of him coming back to WWE, where do I think he should come back if he does come back to wrestling, and whether or not I think AEW has this stigma attached where if CM Punk never shows up in AEW, will it be a fault for AEW, or will it just be good decision-making from WWE? We'll get into all this next week. So again, next week, CM Punk is the topic. All my CM Punk fans, I hope you listen. Have a great week, and I hope you enjoyed. Don't lie, you watch pro wrestling.